Consistently for 14 weeks. Well, I mean, yeah, almost. kind of. Yeah, it's a long mm-hmm. ass time. I don't know. This is the most we've seen each other. And I'm like still ever. look the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I should look different in 14 weeks. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. Welcome to Unsystematic, the hot mess of all podcasts. This is episode 14. 14. <laughs> Which, um, 14er, basically, episode 14 is going to be airing, is that what you put? Airing, posted, um, beginning of February. February 5th. February 5th to be exact, thank you. Um, so, this month we decided we were gonna do, I was about about to say Halloween, I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, that's Um, kind of a creepy episode, so yeah. We are gonna be doing Valentine's themed-esque episodes yeah Yeah, basically yeah um so yeah it's the month of love or it's the month of hate or self-worth or whatever you want whatever you want it to be look i'm always gonna be the one that's gonna be like kind of a debbie downer when we do these things because you know like there's mother's day and there's valentine's day and all about that bullshit but you should really appreciate the people in your fucking life every goddamn motherfucking day because those people don't have to put up with your bitch ass and your bullshit but they, they do. choose to. Um, so show some so fucking what's love. what's different this time? What do you mean? I mean, you said you're going to be the one that's the Debbie Wow. I'm, I said I'm always going to be. I'm just gonna, consistently like, doing it. As opposed to win. <laughs> I'm going to bite a fuck. I'm like, a fucking ball of fluffy light. When are you not a, de- a Debbie Yeah, can somebody please let me know? Y'all some fucking assholes. Y'all some fucking assholes. Assholes. 
But yeah, guys. So let me just keep drinking. Maybe I'll get nicer. Welcome. All you new people who are listening, welcome back to all you old people who are welcome listening. Welcome back. Do we, like, okay, when you say old people listening, I just imagine like 70-year-old people. <laughs> hey, que flote tu bote, okay? <laughs> I mean, we'll take any listeners as at this point. As long as you're listening, we appreciate it. So We're as like, you all I wonder know, what, these girl, what these whippersnappers are listening to. Why do tune into the hot masters? <laughs> You can hop on this hot mess express. That's fine with us. Ooh, choo choo. <laughs> yes, bitch. Uh, so, as you all know, I am the hostess with the most. <laughs> I am Christina. No, she's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is. I she am. always goes. She always it does is. like extra shit when she. It just comes natural. My job, I have to speak to folks. So sometimes speaking, even though I'm not really good. Because I mess up my words a lot. <laughs> I mean, just look at the text you sent us. Girl, <laughs> oh my god. Texting what is the, the worst because I, I don't read when I text. Like, I, so. underst- I understood what she meant, but I was like, Bernice is going to be like, what the fuck? And sure enough, you were like, huh? <laughs> I just send it and occasionally there's just okay, but like, correct. How do you not read what you're sending? I just want to know. Okay, so here's my problem, and I think it's why I mess up when I speak a lot, is I'm constantly thinking ahead of what I'm saying. Oh. So it's it's really a weird dynamic to think about. It, like, if you were to ask me something, I already have, like, the whole entire answer in my head, but I'm speaking to you, like, little by little, so it confuses me. I don't know if any of you guys have that problem, no. but it's, it's when I'm writing also. I'll be writing, and I'm already... Like Chris Tiny. Yeah, I start, yeah, I just start writing something completely different, thinking I already wrote what, was I, what I was thinking. It's weird. So you're like, you're three sentences ahead in your mind, yes. and you're just like, yes. your hand can't catch up. No, I have those moments it's, too. I have it all the time. But I have it whenever I'm writing. I'm like, fuck, fuck, okay. <laughs> but not whenever, yeah. I have that thing where, like, you know how you're in a car and you're driving and then you come to, like, a place and you're like, wait, how did I get here? Yeah. That's scary, so, though, when you're driving. when I'm typing, that happens to me sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what did I guy? just write? No. What was I, the purpose of this? Yeah. I think that just means that we focus on so much other things. Like, there's just so much going on that my you gotta slow it down. My brain is constantly... So I asked my doctor, I was like, does your brain ever just go to sleep? Like, does it stop? Because even when I'm laying down, I'm thinking... You know what's funny though? I, I well, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but for me, yeah, I'm the same way. Like my mind's always fucking going, but I don't, I don't dream whenever I sleep. Like it's very rare whenever I actually remember my dream. Well, I don't think same. a lot of people remember their dreams. But there's people that have consistent dreams. Like even if it's you don't write it down or something, but you still remember. Oh yeah, I dreamt about something. Like there's mm. nothing, <laughs> nothing. That's my brain's like fuck this off. Mm-hmm. So. I'm trying to think now. What's the last dream that I had? I just had a re- uh, a revelation last weekend. Apparently, I snore. <laughs> Never thought I snored like ever. Really? Yeah. I, I know I, I snore. I've heard you snore before. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I'm a. I thought I wasn't a snorer. I'm a hummer. It's weird. You hum? Yeah. I'll just be like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's called humming or moaning. It's moaning. Yeah, yeah no, I've done that. Yeah. Especially if I'm sick, dude. Like it's fucking horrible. Oh, All sorts of fucking it. noises yeah. come out. The same. <laughs> I've woken myself. Uh, I think I've woken myself up at least once from snoring, and I'm like, holy shit, was that me? Like, like what I the start. Fuck? Oh, John does. Like, 
Oh my god, we were at um his mom's house the other day. He was on the couch, literally just closed his eyes for five minutes, started snoring. Jeez. I woke okay. him up and he goes, "Was I snoring?" And I'm like, yes. And he's like, I wasn't even out for that long. Yeah. Now that Alex has lost all the weight, like he doesn't snore, but he still fucking sleeps like that. Because I was actually, I, I actually had this conversation with my mom because, okay, so he came over on both Saturday and Sunday, but I think it was Saturday. He was bitching about, I was knitting <laughs> and, uh, he wanted to watch something. We had just finished watching like Ramsey or whatever. And he wanted to watch something else. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool whatever. And I suggested something. He was like, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like, okay. So he fucking put something else on, right? He picked the fucking movie. And then two seconds into the movie is gone. Completely fucking asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what? I'm not sleeping. I'm like, I'm fucking watching you. What? And I'm like, it's funny because you used to use your, your, uh, that you were fat as an excuse. And now you fucking weigh about the same thing as a toothpick. And you fucking fall asleep anyway. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. He's like, stop having, or he's like, well, get uh, um, uncomfortable couches. And I'm like, you're such an ass. Jeez. <laughs> I wish I could be the type to fall asleep anywhere. I can't do that. Same. He can fall asleep anywhere. Just as long as he's comfortable, he's out. And it's so annoying. annoying. <laughs> Fuck you, Alex. So stop blaming on the fact that you're fat because you still fall asleep <laughs> all the time. Called the fuck out. <sighs> So yeah, episode 14, this is our love and light episode, (laughs) but not really. So what we decided to kind of do, kind of do, what we decided to do with this series, I guess you could say for Valentine's month is uh, we're going to start you off with some murders. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) Oh, no, we're not. Uh (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So. Um, with this, um, series, Valentine's, it is also going to be Black History Month. So, um, all through the month of February, it's Black History, if you guys didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna throw you guys at Michelle. So, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on, uh, why Black History Month is celebrated in the first place and how it began. And um, how it was solidified as a um, like American thing, holiday. I guess, or well, something that holiday. we celebrate yeah. annually. Okay. Tradition. So, Black History Month began um, as a way for like remembering um, events and people um, who were part of the African diaspora. So, like people who were forcibly taken to the Americas from Africa. Um, and there was actually, um, in in the 1920s, there was something before Black History Month that was actually called, um, Negro History Week. Um, it was the second week of February and, um, it was chosen because that was the, it coincided with Lincoln's birthday, um, and Frederick, Frederick Douglass's birthday. Um, since the late 19th century or whatever. And then in 1976, uh, our president, Gerald Ford, uh, recognized Black History Month as a national, as something that we celebrate annually in the United States on, um, the bicentennial. So July 4th, 1976. Okay. And yeah, it's a little backstory. 
And um, today it's pretty much the same. You know, it's meant to remember important figures and important moments in um, black history or African-American history. So there you have it. That is what we're going to be celebrating all month long. So throughout um, our episodes this month, we're just going to throw in a little, you know, Black History Month, either facts or something. Or important important dates. Dates that happen. Yeah. So um, a person that I've been kind of obsessed with over the years is uh, the first uh, black female astronaut, Dr. Mae Jemison. Um, she, and she was the first African-American woman to travel in space. Oh, wait, I thought you said there was nobody in space. No Mm African-Americans in space. Yeah. She's also a doctor and she was a a Peace Corps, um, volunteer, I guess, or a Peace Corps officer. Um, she's a physician, she's an engineer, and she's an astronaut. Um... Yeah, I just fucking love her. That's cool. I I honestly did not know that. Because I, I, I feel like I just haven't seen pictures of that. Yeah. So. Well, honestly, what pictures have we seen? Neil Armstrong. That's about it. <laughs> and she went, so she went to space with them? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to you, babe. All right, guys. So on to the whole reason why you bitches are here. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, okay, so on to our topics for the day. Which is just one topic. Which is one topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitches. On to our topic of the day. <laughs> so like she said murder. <laughs> murder. 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 Um, yeah, we're talking about killing in the name of love. We're talking about just killing in general today. Because, you know what? Why the fuck not? Fuck love. Fuck love. Wow. Fuck those who love. No. Fuck those that are in love. Fuck those have, that have Valentine's for Oh, my Valentine's. God. <laughs> y'all are attacking me fuck right now. Fuck all y'all. All y'all. <sighs> Damn. I but, feel attacked. But at the same time, enjoy life. <laughs> Do you. Remember our theme of the year. Do you. Do you, boo. Yeah, we were trying to get you to break up with Jonathan, but that's clearly not <laughs> No. We need um, a Never. three musketeer. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're the two musketeers. I don't know anybody else. We need a third. So <laughs> if anybody wants to replace Michelle. Oh, uh-huh, that's fucked If you up. are single and you want two single best friends. To mingle. And you can take over the role <laughs> as um, film critic. I mean, no. Yeah, they don't even have to be good because Michelle's not that good at her role either. <laughs> Remember last week, she fucked up. She's been fucking up since we started. <laughs> Man, fuck y'all. Fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> but yeah, so murder. Who's going to start? Burr. I can go, yeah. Okay, Burr, so Bernice, I don't think is an actual murder in the name of love. It's just a murder during the month of love. <laughs> yeah, see, I have a hard time following directions. Yeah. <laughs> Though we have long meetings, we do. We really but do. But we never accomplish really anything. But to be fair, I told you my topic the last time we met mm-hmm. after Michelle left us. Do you remember that? No. Do you remember that? You don't remember Michelle leaving us? Mm. Whatever. Anyway, girl, that night I was drinking. Remember? Oh shit! Yeah, you were. You <laughs> yeah, Spicy Fiona had made an appearance. Oh fuck yeah! Who loves Spicy Fiona? Let <laughs> us know in the comments. <laughs> Crickets. So. Today I'm going to tell you guys the story of 
Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain. McBain. Wow. (laughs) That last name. (laughs) I like that last name. So Patricia was, this happened in 1971. So this was February 12th, 1971. She was, Patricia was 20, 20 years old and Jesse was 19 and they, you know, were dating. She was a nursing student and he was a freshman in college. So on February 12th, they went to a Valentine's Day dance. If I remember correctly, it was hosted by the by the hospital because Patricia worked at a hospital as a nursing student. So they went to the dance and then around like 1130, they left the dance and she had signed out of her um, her dorm or something saying that she'd be back at one. And typically the curfew was at 12, but because of the dance, they extended it to one. So apparently near where they were, there was like lovers lane type things. Like there was some housing developments coming around, but get it on area. Yeah. So there was like different cul-de-sacs and people would like, you know, park along there and, you know, you know, so anyway, so they found their car there the next day, but she never came back to her, to her uh, room. So her friends and, you know, other students that went to school with her and stuff were like, that's not like her. Like she's not that type of person to just kind of, disappear yeah so they originally thought so they started reporting them as missing but they were like oh maybe they just eloped or whatever so no that's not that's obviously not what happened so they you know did a wide search of them and they couldn't find them anywhere their car was you know parked in one of the cul-de-sacs uh locked and they were able to get into it but there was nothing really out of place so, again, people just thought that they eloped, you know, just ran off or whatever. Without their car? Yeah. I don't really know how that happened, how people yeah, thought that. Like, but anyway, fuck? so they, for two weeks, I believe it was that they searched and they didn't find anything. So then a surveyor was out in, like, this really heavily wooded area on February 25th. And he came across what he thought was mannequin, like mannequin legs. No, it was actually Patricia. So he found them and they were covered in like leaves and like all sorts of, I don't know what to call it, like shrubbery. Shrubbery, yeah, yeah. Foliage. There we go. So they'd been, they'd been tied to the tree and apparently they'd been murdered like in a really sadistic way. So apparently the, whoever killed them tied a rope around their necks and like, but wasn't like strangle them until they died. It was like repeatedly over and over again, like I guess till they ran out of air and then like let them breathe and then did it oh, over and over again. It was fucking just yeah. kidding. I'm not gonna horrible. kill you. Actually, I am. Yeah. So it's fucking oh horrible God. the way that they died. But um, yeah. there was like four different departments that were involved. So like the where they were found, it was between two different counties. It was Orange County and Durham County. And so each one of those county sheriff's departments were involved in like the investigation because there were so many different departments involved. There was, they also weren't very open to sharing information with each other. So everybody had like bits and pieces of what they thought happened, but they weren't talking to each other about it. So because of that, it's believed that that's why the murder wasn't solved right away. It still isn't solved, but it probably could have, there's more information and stuff that could have been shared and maybe pieced together had they 
fucking talk to each other. Mm-hmm. But it's an unsolved mystery. Yeah, it is. Ooh. But I couldn't find like names of who they this is they thought the suspects were. But one of them that's apparently very the top person of interest is a doctor that used to work with Patricia at the hospital. I don't know his name or anything like that. But he apparently wasn't very cooperative with law enforcement. He refused to take a polygraph test, and he refused to provide DNA. And because there's no substantial evidence, then they can't force him See, to, to me, give See, to me, like, anything. that stuff automatically makes someone guilty. Like, if you know you didn't do it, just then do what... It. Exactly. Yeah. What's but it going to hurt to do it? Whenever it comes to, like, polygraph tests, those, those aren't... They're not the, admissible. Yeah. yeah. But, like, a DNA test? Like... Yeah. Apparently he spoke to his lawyer and the lawyer told him not to do it. So that's why he didn't do it. Means you guilty. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, but even to today, like they're not, they haven't been able to solve it. But there was a recent, like as of last year, they, there was like a new DNA type of testing that could be done. So the rope that was used in their murder was preserved. So they still have it today. Thank God. And so it's preserved, so the idea was that they could use this new DNA technology, basically what they, what I read was that it's like a vacuum, so they spray this substance on it, and then they vacuum the, that substance back out, and it collects DNA, but there wasn't enough of it, so all the, the results came back inconclusive, but there's an, a podcast called The Long Dance or something. It's two journalist reporters that have kind of brought attention to this again. So they're, even though it's like a cold case, they're still, it's back in the news and like people are talking about it and researching it again. But that guy that used to, that doctor that worked with Patricia has been one of the main suspects. And another suspect, he already died, so they weren't able to, you know, question him or anything like that. Well, they can still DNA, right? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, depending on guess. But anyway, yeah, it's completely unsolved, un- unsolved, and there's, like, it's just crazy, man. Like, they just went out for some fun. Dude, that makes me nervous, like, how you guys say, oh, I go places by myself, or I go to the park by myself. Like, that's the shit that makes me nervous. Like, you go anywhere by yourself, but who's to say you're going to come back? Like- I actually wanted to go on a hike tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, that I'm sorry. No, that's today where, that's where my um, mind goes. Today I went on a little hike and uh, I was by myself. Dude, I'm not gonna lie though. That Saint that Saint Edward's Park, that one's kind of creepy. It is. Like especially I'm not whenever so whenever the little... trail goes like on the left, whenever you enter it on the left, that those trails over there are kind of creepy. More towards the right, it's like oh, okay. You just gotta. You have to know how to protect yourself. You have to be smart. You have to let people know where you are. Um, yeah. Don't just disappear and not tell anybody where the fuck you're going. But I mean, in this case, it's, I mean, it's like that one time that Alex and I went to that overlook and we were literally just talking. Nobody ever believes me whenever I say that, but we were literally just talking and there was like a freaking car park next to us and the guy was just watching us the whole time. And so I turned around I think I was with was y'all, like, right? Fuck? No, we were, it was just him and I. That's why nobody believes us. Cause so whenever, cause whenever I, Christina and I lived together, we would always tell her like, we're going to go get donuts. And it would be like midnight, and so she never Bitches. believed us. But Mrs. Johnson's is open, like yeah, super super late. So one time we come back with donuts, and she's like, "Oh, y'all really go get donuts?" And we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> what? So 
Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we used to go and park, like, at the Overlook. It's because people are fucking freaks, and some people wait for, for that moment. Wait for somebody's going to show up by themselves, or, like, you know. But this dude was, like, straight up, like, not even nonchalant. Just, like, super all up in our business. And I was like, uh, okay, we're leaving. Yeah. And, I mean, the Overlook's not a secluded area. It's, like, seriously right off the highway, so... People just, it's just creepy. But I mean, honestly, like we just parked there. We didn't think anything of it. So this was where they parked. It was a well, like, hey, you want some private time? Like go to these cul-de-sacs or whatever. Apparently one of the articles that I read was like, there was multiple cul-de-sacs. So if somebody was parked in one, you know, you know, you know, beat it to the next one. So it was like not uncommon. Like it's not a very. Maybe the doctor had like this infatuation with her. And so the fact that she was with a dude. He was like, fuck that. Now I'm going to torture y'all. But at the and same... then maybe he didn't really mean to kill her. And he did. Oh, okay. I, I'm just going to like suffocate y'all over No, you and know over how again? like some people like will go through the whole torture route, but it's not their intention to really kill you. It's just to like inflict pain. And then it just goes too far. <laughs> like, my bad. But the other thing is there, one of the articles I read, because they weren't sharing information, like one there was also a story, so of, a story of, like, another couple that they were kind of in a similar situation, you know, like, off the road, whatever. And this truck pulled up or a car pulled up next to them and forced them at gunpoint, forced a couple out of their car and put them in his trunk. But they were – he was driving them somewhere else, and so they were able to escape. So that's another suspect, you know. But, again, they weren't sharing information, so nobody ever really followed up on Which, that Which, you know? do it? like if you're from a different county this county like if it's a fucking case then you should be assigned to that case and everything that you find dealing with that case you should talk about yeah well back then it wasn't like that they had different jurisdictions and they were fighting over who you know got to solve it or who got the recognition so dumb yeah it's, yeah it's fucking stupid so what made you pick this story well yeah. it, was, it was a valentine's day dance so something super innocent i mean think about the times that you've kind of You've gone out, you know, when you were younger. I know you were, like, under lock and key, so you can't really relate. But yeah, I can. You know, yeah, like, we did some dumb shit when we, we were young. Did. Like, we went, we like, okay, too under lock Yeah, like, key. when we went to fucking Michelle's fucking farm in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Um, we went to fucking Mount Bunnell in the middle me. of the... Yeah. <laughs> we went to Mount Bunnell in the middle of the fucking night, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we did all sorts of random shit. Like, yeah, who's right. to say that we couldn't have come it's up missing? stuff. You know? Yeah. So that's why I picked this one because it sure. was no, we lied about it too, or I didn't tell my mom what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was, it was super innocent. They, it was a twenty year old and nineteen year old going to a Valentine's Day dance and then maybe going to a freaking cul-de-sac to make out for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was super innocent, and then they end up, they ended up missing, and come later find out that they were killed. That's just. Sad. sad. Yeah. Imagine dying while trying to make love. I'm just like, damn. I knew we shouldn't have come over here. We should have just gone to the house. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them was a nursing student. The other one was a freshman in college, you know. So it's just super young people. Sad. sad. Being murdered for no reason, you know. Nice. 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 Michelle. Me, 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 Okay, so Michelle. I decided to do something a little different. So I did, um, so nobody stuck to the guidelines. A murder of about killing for for love, killing basically. in the name of love, or so we thought. Ooh, 
Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so I did the double murder of Derek and Nancy Hasem on March 30th, 1985 by Jen Soaring um, and Elizabeth Hasem, who were a couple, and Elizabeth Hasem was the uh, murdered couple's daughter. So a couple that killed a couple? Is that what this is? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> well. Okay, so... Um, Yen Soaring, I'm just going to give you like a little backstory on both of them. Okay. Um, Jens or Jens, I don't know, he's German. Um, Yen Soaring is the son of a German diplomat, and they're mo- they moved to the United States in 1977 with his family, and um, he then attended the University of Virginia, um, and then that's where he met Elizabeth Hasem. Elizabeth Hasem is the child of Derek and Nancy Hasem. And they, um, she is one of five children. Um, she attended boarding schools in Switzerland and England, and then she enrolled in the University of Virginia. So that's where their relationship began. And, um, there's actually a documentary about this specific story, um, called Killing for Love. Um, I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. I can't remember. Um, it's actually really, really good. But apparently, their relationship was kind of, I mean, how do I say this? Okay, so she was, like, really beautiful, and he was kind of like, eh. Beauty and the Beast. Sort of, I guess. What did you say? Beauty and the Beast. Oh. (laughs) But apparently, he was, like, really obsessed with her or something like that. Um, They fell in love, like, really quickly. And it it became kind of like um, a codependent kind of relationship. Um, But apparently in the documentary, um, they weren't allowed to see each other, I think, by um, Elizabeth's Elizabeth's parents. Or they didn't like him. Something to that effect. And that's why they they were killed. Um, but a lot of people now believe that Elizabeth was the one who actually killed him and not the dude. Hmm. Um, because apparently all the DNA evidence points to her. It still doesn't exonerate him, yeah. but, um, apparently like all of the, uh, I think it's like, uh, there's blood splatter or something that belongs to her. I'm not sure. But anyways, so... They, they were killed on March 30th, 1985 in their home. Um, they were both almost decapitated. Jeez. Um, they had been slashed and stabbed to death uh, multiple times. Their bodies were not discovered until about a few days after the murder. And that is when Jen, Jens and Elizabeth already had fled to England. But first, before that, they had... Um, rented a car right after the murder and um, drove to Washington, D.C. And then they attempted to uh, go to London. Um, And then that's where... See, they were not initially suspects, but then um, they were arrested on charges of check fraud. And um, that's when Soaring confessed to the murder. Because, uh, I think, I think the reason why he did that was because he thought that she was going to immediately, like, throw him under the bus. Mm -hmm. So he, it was guilty conscious. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, because throughout the whole trial, like she, um, she said that he did everything. He forced her to, and he forced her to like fly with him to London and forced, uh, her to write checks, uh, fraudulent checks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So stupid. What a bitch. But yeah. They, they also used false papers and they lied to the police um, when they were arrested for the check fraud. And the check fraud, um, it totaled in upwards of $5,000. So that were they like signing somebody's name? I think they were her, her parents' checks, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they were arrested and then um, she was taken back. And then, um, I think Jens and them had struck a deal, um, to where it, they would not give him the death penalty if, if he was extradited. Mm -hmm. So they had the court here, uh, the court hearing, the trial or whatever. And then that's where it was discovered that, um, I think she had, uh, she was diagnosed with borderline personality, personality disorder. Um, I feel like... Person murders. Oh, let's pull the mental card. Yes, you have to. And apparently, um, in the documentary, they go they do a little backstory of her and how um, she was always uh, lying. I think, um, and she was always trying to like put on a front and like manipulating people. And she had been doing that since she was a very young age. So that's why a lot of people think that. Um, she was the one who like orchestrated this whole thing and he was just an accessory to the fact. Yeah. He just went along with it cause he was or in love with her. He was the fall guy. Yeah. Know? Got someone to take Which the Which makes sense. Punishment. Sometimes, you know, a beautiful woman can easily manipulate somebody who's doesn't feel so highly about themselves. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, why is it her fault? Uh, she telling you to do some stupid shit, but you thinking with your dick. So. Okay. He still did it. Yeah, it's his fault. He both still did it. So, yeah, they were both... Uh, well, Soaring was tried for two counts of first-degree murder. Um, and the trial... This trial was... Uh, began in 1990. Um, so, according to the prosecution of this trial, it was Soaring who committed the murder, and Hasem was just an accessory to the fact. Um but he pled not guilty because he said that he made a false confession to protect Hasem, like I said. Um, and he assumed since that, since he was a, um, the son of a diplomat, that he would have immunity, like diplomatic oh, immunity. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Dumbass. America. Dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, uh. So what would be the reasoning for her to kill her parents. Is it money? Well, a lot of people think that it wasn't... Uh, it could be for money or the fact that she was just, like, tired of them. You know, like, trying dad. to control her. Yeah. Well, how old is she? Was she um, younger? I think she... You they were, were in college, right? Yeah, they were in college. So, over 18 for sure. So, um, at the time, Jens was 18... And she, 21. So he a baby. Aww. He's kind of a dumbass at that yeah. age, too. So I guess It's I that know. dumb love. 
All right. That dumb level. That's so okay. So they both go to trial. They yeah. both are getting charges. Yes. Who is the ultimate murderer? Um. Did they both do it? Which honestly, I feel like they kind of would have had to have both done it because one they were stabbed multiple times, right? Yeah. So, and then there's two people. So you yeah. have two parents. If you started stabbing mom, don't you think dad would wake up or like stop you? Who was yeah. murdered first? Um, I do not know that, but I think the documentary explains it yeah. in further detail. But either way, I mean, like if I was coming at you, stabbing you almost decapitate, <laughs> decapitate, decapitate you. Like and Michelle wakes up. I'm pretty sure she could stop me. Like Michelle may get some stab wounds along the way, but I'm pretty sure she would have been, especially with them being younger, 18 and 20s. Like, so I, don't know, I feel like they depends. both kind of would have had to kill them. Yeah. Because one would take one and start stabbing each other. So they, um, that, I like that little motion. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So both sides. <laughs> Jens is currently serving two consecutive life sentences. And Elizabeth, um, was sentenced to 90 years in prison. So basically life. Good life. Yeah. Um, but instead of going to trial, Elizabeth pleaded guilty to two counts of accessory to murder before the fact. But he went to trial because he he, he was he trying was, to fight it. Yeah. Um, so she just said, fuck it. She, he, I don't think is eligible for parole, but she will become eligible for parole um, again in, um, wait, no. She became eligible for parole in 1995. Um, obviously, she was denied. And under mandatory parole, she must be released no not later than 2032 at the age of 68. Oh, she'll still be young. I mean, that's fucking crazy. So, okay, do they talk about it at all? Like, yeah, he's um he's done several interviews, like trying to state his innocence and trying to get people to back him up. Um, there was also this one guy, um, an FBI profiler, Ed Solzbach. He concluded that the crime had been committed by a female who knew the Hasems, um, but this was not entered into evidence. And he was interviewed in 2016. And he stated on camera that he settled on the daughter. But and what evidence is there that the the crime was committed by a woman? How do you even tell that it's yeah, a woman? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the stab wounds weren't as strong as a man would be. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what do you go based off of? I, um... But, you know what? While you're looking that up, at the end of the day... The guy was an accessory. Like, if he if he was not a murderer, if he did not stab them, like, guess what? You were there. You let it happen. Yeah. You helped in some shape or form. You try to get away with her. You still committed the crime of, like, the checks and everything. Like, you still were a big part of it. You know? Like they say, whether you pull the trigger or not, like, you're still... you the driver. You're the whatever. You're still part of the crime. Because you could have been the one person who could have stopped it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I still don't think that like the mastermind should get more time than the person who actually committed the murder. That's just me. No, I think honestly they should get the same amount of time. No, I think the mastermind should get less because I don't think the, the mastermind, mastermind should get less. What, 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 hold on. Why I say that is because the mastermind at the end of the day, like I could, I could come up with the perfect murder. Well, quote unquote, perfect murder. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and like, fucking do it like i there's no desire in me to fucking kill anybody trust me um obviously if it's like a survival of like 
them or me like in the moment that's different but like for me i could plan out a premeditated murder mm-hmm. does that mean that i'm gonna go and do it no i'm just putting out the blueprint okay and okay. i'm telling you to go do it but you could say the same for um like drug lords right mm-hmm they're not necessarily committing the crime themselves. I've but already told but you that I would be a drug but lord. But they've <laughs> fucking like orchestrated the whole care. the whole fucking thing. Does it make it okay? I mean, how do you? What is this saying? Like you have to cut the head off, or cut the feet off? Cut the head off to yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know how the saying goes, but yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. I forgot the saying, but you have to you have to cut them off at the feet. Cut them off at the head. Yeah, at the head. And then every everybody else below that trickles down. But I'm again, yes, yeah, like, <sighs> nah, bitch. I think crime, you should be tried the same. Okay, and then in this case, not only is it stabbing, you almost a hundred percent decapitated your parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, like for anybody who, and this goes to like O.J. Simpson too. Okay, anybody who has the balls to like cut somebody's head off, like. You are seriously disturbed. Yeah, Nicole like, Brown Simpson was yeah, almost fully like, decapitated. Not only am I stabbing you to death, like let it let it be. Why do you go in and then try to cut like slit their throats, whatever? Like it that takes a lot of also, force to do that. Yeah, it does. Um, sorry, I was listening to this podcast called Real Crime Profile. Real Chrome Crime Profile. And um, they had an FBI profiler on there, and they uh, delved into the O.J. Simpson case. And he said that he, according to the police notes, that Nicole and Ronald Goldman were, um, somebody had, like, raised them up by the knife, like, stabbed them, and, like... Oh. That's how we yeah. know it's O.J. Which, by the way, I mean, that's another crime of passion right there. And we'll so he also OJ thinks and, that and a later um, episode. He, he's another crime of yeah. passion. Um, yeah, we're not going to dabble into OJ right now because it's a whole other thing. And I think, you know, clearly now I know Bernice feels a certain type of way. <laughs> but no, when uh, we were researching to do this stuff, I mean, I was looking. I'm like, crimes of passion. It's like you're you were once in love with this person. And you're like either that mad that they've moved on or that they don't want you. But if you love them at some point, you think killing them is the right thing to do? No. You're and like, well, if you don't love me, you'll love no one? The way she was, it's like overkill. Both of them were. That's, yeah, no. So that's not, not I, that doesn't happen, that usually doesn't happen to people who are killed by a stranger. Yeah, like a robbery gone wrong or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. like with this, this one, I'm Michelle, okay, stabbed multiple times and almost decapitated. This is not yeah, personal. Like the yeah, personal type personal. of killing. You know them. Like, Fuck you for grounding me all those fucking years. So I mean, I guess that's different. Like, so even so, like, was did he know them at all? Like, because a daughter. Yeah, he. I think he had met them before, which is why uh, they were either they were trying to control her life, like um, career-wise, or they didn't want her to be with him. I can't remember the specifics because well, no, uh, I'm trying to find out. Like, it's where... really hard to find information on this. Oh. I only went off on on the notes of the documentary. Mm. Um, well, my I only question—the only reason I was asking—was because, um, I, you said that one of the experts or whatever said that they thought that they that, were convinced that a woman did the murder. Yeah. So, I feel like that's going more based off of well, it's very personal. It was overkill. Some would say, you know, like if somebody's almost decapitated, obviously it's a very personal matter you're really upset with this individual. So even no matter how much, like how much he was manipulated by her, 
that's still overkill if he has no personal investment to be angry with him. You know what I mean? So maybe she did do it and he just took the blame for it. Which is I what just I don't think. feel like, yeah, I just, unless he personally had a reason to be upset with them, I don't think that. And he honestly, would like, have if you watch the documentary, like, I know, you know, like, this is not, like, fact, fact based or anything, but he literally does not look like somebody who could do something like this. I mean, which I know I mean, doesn't make sense because Ted Bundy apparently didn't look like somebody oh, no, he who looks could. Like do. A fucking but real. he re- he really does look like somebody who could. So, kill someone. what's this documentary, real quick? <laughs> uh, Killing for Love, Killing and it's on love. Hulu or Amazon Prime. So we I can't will remember. link that for you guys. It's yeah. I, it my problem with like documentaries and stuff like that is. Well, they're all biased. Yes. Like, there's whoever's directing it already feels a certain type of way, and they're going to, it's going to be obvious in the way that they portray something. Yeah. So So, they put blinders on. Right. So I don't uh, think that we're ever given the full information. And we shouldn't. We're the public, you know? Like, do you really want, is it necessary for the public to have all the information? No, it's not. Um, So I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to see a case file where everything is, but even, you know, cases are. Yeah, no, this one that Michelle told us would be interesting to research because you have one, how you determine it's a woman. Okay. Two, how do you determine that he had no actual part in it? What, what other evidence was found in the room? You know, what, was there any evidence actually found on them personally? Do you know that? so. So, you know. I don't know. There's very, like, little information. Other than, obviously, coincidences of, oh, they used either but their I checks just... or they try to leave the country. But, no. you know, what if it's just bad timing? Maybe they were trying to leave the country and use mom and dad's money and mom and dad got killed and they don't know how. Like, you know. I don't know. There's so, there's so many things that tie into a murder. It would be the worst job, honestly, because you see so many of just, like, false trials and, you know, people going to jail who really had nothing to do with stuff that, that's why it's so oh like that's there's so frustrating you, you have to either like i feel like a lot of the times when it's like that it's because people one don't really care they don't care whether you're innocent or or not it's about like either the money it's about just getting it over with because they have better things to do like whatever the case is yeah so that that's what's scary that's why I think, honestly, more than committing a crime, I wouldn't want to just for that pure fact. Like, I don't want somebody else to have, like, the ruling on my life. Yeah. But at the same time, it's one of those things, like, one of the one of the biggest life lessons that my grandma, ever, like, ever fucking taught me was don't do good things that appear to look, that look bad, you know? And so, even if you, it's completely innocent in this, like, you wrapped yourself up with this individual, and... Even if you were trying, you felt like you were trying to protect her or whatever, like you incriminated yourself and now you're fucking, is in jail? Now your life's done. They're Eight, both 18 years jail. old, your life's done. Yeah, like that's it. Game over. You don't even, you're not even like a man yet. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, well, don't. that one was good. I want to look into that one. See, those are the type of things I like. Like when I say I don't like scary stuff, like I'm really into like murder or unsolved mysteries or like, it's just interesting. It's a, it's a, one, a good way to learn, you know, get ideas. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. Get ideas. Oh my God. No, like I used to love watching, um, and I know this one's not real, um, but like the cold case, that oh, show was yeah, really I good. I love that show. Bones was really yes. good. Like the fact that some of these people can't, and I know like Bones, I forget what it is her job's called, but 
those people who can literally forensic anthropologists yeah can piece together what happens or like in Bernice's story like how the fuck do they know that he toyed with them like while putting a neck around them like how do you know he said oh let me breathe but that's what I'm like it's crazy how they can piece that together by just like looking at the bodies or looking at the crime scene or how their neck was maybe broken or you know like yeah because even like okay so I, I I mentioned this last time we recorded but I've been watching Drop Dead Diva and so one of them, it's a murder case and it was like arson or whatever to try and cover up the murder. And so he's looking at this picture and it's like, well, the way that the blood splatters are, like you can tell that the killer is right handed because, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, that's fucking crazy. I've honestly, I always wanted to be like a forensic chemist, but there's just too much math involved and yeah. I'm just like, nah. But I think it's so fuck like recreating crime scenes. I think that's fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Or they can know like the person shot from over here because of where the yes. ultimate bullet, the angle on this. Bah, bah, bah. Yes, like what? whether it was a self inflicted gun. Wo- that's gun a job or that not. requires like, science and math, and no. nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the two murders that these bitches did. So yep. yep. Guilty, not guilty. Um, I don't think Jens is guilty, but I totally think that the daughter is. Da- I think yeah. I think daughter's main guilty, but I think Jens is guilty by association. And yours, I mean, I don't know. I don't have I any. Think it was a doctor. I mean, the doctor's always doctor have to go off. Of. Doctor did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doctor who done it? Unless we find out <laughs> who this guy was. Doctor yeah, did this random dude. Yeah. Who apparently tried to kidnap another couple. That would be. I mean, if you see, if you had more information on them, then I might say. I tried to search other suspects and there's like nobody. They said that there was like three top suspects. One died. There's a doctor and they never named the other one. I'm like, oh, how am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with that? That's sad. (laughs) The fuck am I supposed to do with this information? (laughs) I ain't got shit. Some bullshit. But to close everything out. We're going to end on some love poems or hate poems or however you want to interpret poems. Um, so I'll read you guys one of my poems. So y'all tell me what you think my poem means to you. Crimson skin, giddy, beaming ear to ear. Not once did I believe love would find me here. Consistently abandoned, wanting to surrender, unaware of this experience. This is a feeling. Apprehension, panic, glares for days on end. Not once did I believe fear would set in. Love became vague and anger became reality. Better off alone. I don't recognize what this feeling has done to me. Tangled in a web I weaved for myself. Not once did I believe I would get overwhelmed. Losing who I am to please who they are. Losing who I am. How did I let it get this far? How can I love you if I don't love myself? How can you love me? Go love someone else. Love is a feeling of deep affection. Love will take time. Time to reflect on my own imperfection. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this was wrote under many tears. This was wrote under many tears. <laughs> wrote. Um, my paper is stained. I know your vocabulary is not that great. Written. It's not that bad either. <laughs> It was, written. It was rope. It was written. It was rope when I woke. <laughs> um, but yes, so that is my love poem. It's a love How long did it take you to write that? Um, 
<laughs> two minutes. <laughs> no, I wrote it before I, I got here. No, honestly, this one took me a little bit. Like, I'd say at least an hour. Just because I hadn't written in a while. And so I was kind of at, like, a standstill. And I originally wanted to go for, like, a lovey-dovey poem. And then it just, my, like, it just kind of twisted. But then what I was doing with this one is I wanted to really, like, enhance some of the words not just basic so like the crimson skin like at first i put blushing and so then i decided let me google like other like words Synonyms for, for yeah. Blushing. yeah other things for blushing so it took some time because i want it to sound a little bit different but yeah you want to sound seasoned what so what did y'all feel i felt heartbreak yeah that's what i felt i felt like maybe because I originally named it, How Can You Love If You Don't Love Yourself? That's what I was, I mean, I guess that's, I, I don't know shit about poetry, number one. First and foremost, I should remember that. So, it was like, are they in, a, my question, so whenever it comes to poetry, I don't know how to interpret that shit. Like, it's just not, no. So, it was like, either somebody is insecure in their partner, like, they found somebody who's with them, but they don't know why. Like, they don't feel like they should be loved. Or it's after a breakup. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I was kind of going different ways with this one. Which is why, at first, I was like, does it sound like it's all over the place? But at first, like, I wanted it to be about that feeling of love. Which is why, you know, first I'm kind of, like, describing it. Yeah. You know, like, oh. Like, at first, I'm everything's getting, all like roses. Good. But then... This yeah. mother, the man, obviously, it's a man, switches up and fucking ruins, ruins, ruins her. But see, but then how I kind of felt along the way as I was writing it, it was almost like having a feeling of love, but then at the same time, like ruining it yourself because... No. <laughs> no. No. That That's how I... That's just how I understood it for myself was it was the excitement of love and then all of a sudden it's like that panic sets in of like uh no. <laughs> like you lying? Yeah, like no just saying no. Why are you lying? Why are you, Why you always lying? lying? Why, are you... Why are you denying? Mm, oh my god. Stop save it because honestly this one was, I thought this one did better because I finally like sometimes I think of like writing if it could be turned into a song I think of it that way too but I ain't a songwriter so yeah all right I mean it is why aren't you though because like a songwriter is just somebody who fucking writes music you know what I mean like so you it's basically poetry and with the melody I can't write music <laughs> You don't have to. It's like somebody else deals with like the fucking no, music. She was literally it. like searching her mind, Grace, for the answer. She she came up with that. She's like, because um, I'm not a songwriter, so. No, it's like sometimes when I'm writing, like, and I have a guitar, so I'll pull out the guitar. Sometimes it it can kind of help you figure out a story you're trying to tell if you have like a melody to go off of. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense here. Strum, strum, strum. 
You know, Christina, just the eloquence that you bring to this I know. podcast. I just don't. I, it's it's Thank mind you. blowing. It's Shrum, shrum, shrum. The way you um, carry yourself and express will be out yourself. By the end of the day, <laughs> it'll just take an hour. Uh, well, I have some old ones, but my old ones are like dark, so we don't want. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we need to dabble in not, there. Not there. Not not yet. Not uh, yet. If you ever hear any happy poems from me, like you should, <laughs> that you should, tell, you should wonder what's wrong with her. Be like, are you that okay? She's something else. Um, but no, Bernice is gonna be an author. I'm gonna be an author, and Michelle is just gonna be a whore. So <laughs> she's already one. What are you talking about? Like a pro ho, pro ho, <gasps> pro bono, pro ho. <laughs> oh my god! Damn. Pro bono ho. She pro boned that hoe. (laughs) She a bitch. (laughs) All right, bitches. So it's February. We wish you lots of love, lots of anger, lots of just be be comfortable by yourself. Time. Fuck you. Yeah. Just be you. Um. You have anything else to add? Yes. Oh yes. Watch the Ted Bundy tapes. So watch that. Um, watch Valentine's Day. It's like the a, one with Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift? Ew. Is that's that, a, oh, yeah. That's a I horrible movie. I haven't seen that one in a while. I watched New Year's Day. That's a terrible oh, movie. New Year's Day was better. New yeah. Year's Day was better. New Year's Day is better. Valentine's Day is the one with uh, Ashton Kutcher, right? Isn't he in that one? The George Lopez? I think so. Yes. Yeah, and he's like going to propose, and she's like, mm, mm. <laughs> Not no. to die. Isn't she cheating or something? Mm-mm. But yeah. <laughs> so um, tune in next week when we're gonna be celebrating our Galentines with you. Um, Let us know what the fuck Galentine's Day means to you, so we can kind yes. of steal your ideas. Exactly. What does Thank it mean? You. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks in advance. Um, you're very much appreciated. But yeah. We're, we're spreading like wildfire whoop, whoop. across the ocean seas. Um. <laughs> seas and oceans are two different things. I don't, you know, I have a question about that actually. Oh, okay. Why are they two different things? Is the sea not attached to an ocean? I think the thing with that is it's salty, but it's smaller. Yeah. What is it attached to? So wouldn't that make it like a lake? What, a sea? Yeah. No, a lake is freshwater. Yeah. Okay, but so but is a, is a sea enclosed? Yes. So it's in, an enclosed salty lake. You know Wait. what, guys? You tell us. Inquiring minds want to know. What's the difference between an ocean and a sea? You know John's going to be the first one. He's going to be like, y'all bitches are so, so stupid. Here's the ocean. Here's sea. We will reveal the answer in next week's episode. No. Stay tuned. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye.